Welcome to Sensemaking. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm an integrated life and business coach, the creator of The Sovereign, and a seasoned wellness practitioner. I believe in investigating the truth. I mean the whole truth. And I bring on sensemakers of all kinds who are brave enough to poke holes in commonly accepted narratives. The world is wild, my friends. And with censorship, cancel culture, and pretend uniformity of opinion, we need more sensemakers who are willing to be who they authentically are, bringing their real-life stories and evidence to the table. Sensemaking will challenge how you feel about a variety of topics from health, politics, spirituality, culture, and more. I want to free you from thinking that you have to go along with the narratives. But mostly, I hope you find yourself in the stories we share here, sparking the idea that, hey, I'm not so alone in my thinking, after all. to a very special live edition of Sensemaking. When I filmed this episode, I went live on Instagram live as well. I just said live a lot. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if I will keep doing that format. Just my ADHD, I found it a little hard to look at the chat and be there present and do the podcast, but you know, it's worth a try. And I could get Epsteined any day now any day now with these wild censorship bills. So I'm just playing around with different ways of producing content lately. So yeah, so there's that. So let me know what you think about the show. If you like this format, I, I might just start doing them separately, separate Instagram lives, but I'd love, love, love to hear your thoughts. So this is um, a solo episode and I want to talk to you guys more and more about your own personal narratives and how they might be holding you back. So this is a bigger cultural commentary on the narratives. And, you know, I, I'm all about breaking the narratives, the bigger narratives, but I'm also really interested in your own personal narratives and how they hold you back. So today I'm talking to you about emotional safety versus emotional resilience. And we look at the bigger picture and we look at propaganda and I want you to see the plan, you know, like you're awake, you see the plan, you see the propaganda, you know how they're manipulating people's minds. I want you to see that and then use that, use these transformational mechanisms, use this knowledge of propaganda and how our emotions are so easily manipulated and then make sure you don't do it to yourself. Because that's the truth, guys. These techniques work. That's why they're doing them. And I want to highlight that we can do the same thing to ourselves. We can create cages for ourselves where we're not actually free. So yes, the government is infringing on your freedoms right now, but also we do that to us. So that's what this conversation is all about. Um, before we dive into the show, I have to pay the bills. This epi episode is brought to you by The Sovereign. The Sovereign is my private coaching container for awake humans. Every single week, you get live coaching with me for your business, your health, and practices of self-mastery so that you can truly live free in a wild world. 
I bring in next level experts to talk to you about everything, health, wealth, and personal freedom. Occasionally, we bring in people to talk about things like inflation-proof savings, Bitcoin, growing gardens, all of those things. But to be honest, guys, that's just for fun. The real work is the inner work. I want to teach you how to become more powerful. I want to teach you how to find peace in the present moment. I want to teach you how to build a matrix-free business. This is the work that I do as a coach, and I have just made coaching accessible to almost everyone. The membership is only $88 a month. The live coaching, expert-led content, and workshops that you get in the Sovereign are valued at over $3,000 a month. So if you desire master level, master level coaching for your health, wealth, and personal freedom, if you are thinking about building a business, if you want a safe community container of amazing humans that think just like you, where you can actually speak your mind without fear of the dreaded cancel culture, this is the community you want to be in. So the link to join is in my community. The price is going to go up. So if you can get in there at that $88 price point, because it's not going to be there forever. We talk a lot of things, health on the podcast, obviously anti-big pharma. I'm a proud member of the wellness company alongside health professionals like Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Reich, Dr. Paul Alexander, and so many more. The Wellness Company has a massive vision for transforming healthcare in the U.S. and Canada. Guys, there's some exciting things coming down the pipeline in Canada. So yes, they make supplements and products that can help to detox spike protein out of your body, improve your immunity, your mitochondrial health, but it's an actual healthcare system where you can be connected with awake doctors. Guys, this is going to be such a massive solution to our crumpling healthcare system, and I'm super proud to be a part of it. The link, if, if you want to get some of these products, if you want to be connected to an awake doctor, you can find that in the show notes. So with that, I'd love to dive in here into this week's episode. I want to play with doing some shorter episodes for you guys too, like a one and done quick mindset shift, some 20 minute, 30 minute ones top. So that is coming down the pipeline. There's also a new show every Friday. Uh, the reality review was a call that I do with my friend, Kate Davey, you might know her from Instagram. Uh, we do it live privately for my sovereign community, but we've added something new. We're actually starting to do a live podcast episode every Friday. So you get to join Kate Davy and I for the first 30 minutes of that call where we break down the clown world news of the week, have a little laugh at it, bring some news to your attention that you might need to pay attention to. And then we hop into the back room VIP and, and hang out with the sovereign members, um, offline. But uh, I wanted you guys to be able to catch up on the week's Clown World news because honestly, um, I think we all need a little bit of a laugh sometimes. So I try and minimize the scary and bring the weird, crazy clownish instead. But sometimes there's some, there's some, you know, scary news that you need to know as well. So beware of that. If you're not in the headspace for that, that might not be the episode for you. But if you really appreciate just hearing other humans talk about the things that you've been thinking about in your head, but maybe can't say out loud, I think you're going to love Friday's episodes. Um, with that, let's get into the show. Um, hit the subscribe button, share this episode with your friends if you get some value out of it, and let me know what you think. 
Okay, everybody, I thought I'd bring you along with me live as I film this podcast episode. Um, I'm going to be doing this a lot more often, so I would love to hear what you guys think. So my podcast is called Sensemaking. I have Instagram live here flowing at the same time, so you guys on Instagram can come and join me, but my podcast audience can be here as well. Sensemaking brings on brave humans of all kinds who are willing to poke holes in commonly accepted narratives. Now, as a coach, I'm also super interested in how your own personal narratives keep you trapped. I want to explore your personal narratives. I want to see where you're holding yourself back because ultimately that really is the thing that gets us stuck. It's not the government. It's not everyone around us, every circumstance around us. It's us. The things that are happening in this world, they're real. The things that are being infringed upon us by big government, big pharma, the educational system. Yes, those things are happening. Yes, they're trying to take away your freedoms. And we do it to ourselves as well. We build the very worst cages for ourselves. And that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. So what you're going to find on Sensemaking are some shorter podcasts with these mindset shifts that you can explore. So instead of doing like the deep dive 60, 90 minutes with guests, we're still going to have those. We're going to have these shorter podcasts as well so that you can grab a quick sovereign mindset shift whenever you need. So today I want to talk to you about emotions, emotions, your feelings, and how our emotions have been weaponized against us, right? I said that funny, (laughs) weaponized against us. I just made a reel talking about this. Our emotions can lead us astray. And it's funny for me to say that as someone that teaches yoga, someone that's a coach, someone that's very empathic and very in touch with their feelings. I want to also tell you that your feelings can lie to you. Your feelings aren't necessarily the best metric for decision making. I want you to look at the bigger picture, the bigger picture, the propaganda machine, the things that have happened to us the last three years. Emotions are how people are being easily manipulated right now. We saw that in the fear tactics used by the propaganda campaigns of the last three years, right? We were told that we needed to shame people, that we needed to treat people badly. And of course, like the never ending fear was leading people to act and behave a certain way. Like, let's look at the news, for example, and like the death count that was just playing 24 seven. That is how we manipulate people's decision making. We're weaponizing their feelings so that they make decisions that might not be the best ones for them, right? It's bypassing critical thought. It's bypassing their ability to think clearly. If you're using your emotions to guide you right now, if you're using your emotions to guide you in this war, you're not going to fare well. You're not going to fare well. Emotions are vulnerable. They're fluid. 
It's an easy thing to use to control people. So our emotions don't want, we don't want those to be the number one thing to guide our decision making right now. So what did they do the last three years? They leaned into emotional storytelling And if you use emotional storytelling well enough, you can get people to do almost anything. This is what they use in marketing, right? And marketing uses emotional storytelling all the time. You tug on people's heartstrings. You can bring people up. You can bring people down. It's an incredibly powerful tool. And if you do emotional storytelling well enough, you'll have people bypassing their intuition and their critical thinking skills pretty quick. So you guys are awake. You're awake. I know this. You know this. But here's what I'm more interested in. You're awake to the fact that this has been done to us, that emotional storytelling was used to manipulate people. You guys are aware of this. Where are you though, letting your own emotions take the wheel of your life? I want you guys, since you're awake, to take the bigger picture and I want you to see how effective these tactics are. I want you to see how effective it is to use emotion to manipulate people's critical thinking, to bypass their critical thinking and get them to do what you want. I want you to recognize that as a system, as a propaganda system. And now I want you to rise above that, get smarter than get smarter than them and use that on yourself. So where are you letting emotions take the wheel of your life instead of things like critical thinking? Where are your own stories? You know, the sad stories, the stories about being a victim, right? Guys, bad things happen to us, but where is that story tanking you from moving forward? Where are your stories stopping you from getting what you want? The stories where it's hard for you, it's easy for them, it's always been this way. Any story with always and never in this permanent kind of language, it's going to keep you stuck. So where are your own stories stopping you from getting what you want? Where are your feelings taking you out of the equation and having you bypass critical thinking, self-reflection, and aligned action? Let's take, for example, here's a really simple example, business. Business. This is really practical. If I only did what I feel like in business, I would never move forward. If I only did what I feel like, I would never move forward in business because quite frankly, there are parts of the business that I need to do that are my favorite. I don't want to do bookkeeping. It's scary to do new things like step onto a stage for the first time, start a podcast, work with a next high level client. Those things are scary. If I only did what I feel like, I would never move forward. And this is where a lot of people get stuck in business. They start pursuing what they want, but then their feelings start kicking up. The feelings that make them feel anxious and uncomfortable, the feelings, and then the stories, here comes the storytelling again, the stories that then kick up and start telling you things like, oh, uh, you you, you don't deserve to be here. 
You have no business being here, you know, imposter syndrome. Oh, I'm never successful at these things anyways. Whatever that sad story is that you tell yourself, that's going to take you out of the game. It doesn't matter if it's true. It doesn't matter if these things have happened to you. It doesn't matter if you do have a big history of bankruptcy or failure or whatever the thing. The only thing that actually matters is, is it helpful? If it's not helpful, if it's not going to help you win, then there's no point in rehashing these sad stories and in revisiting these thoughts. If it's not helpful, don't do it. One of my favorite yoga teachers, Abby Galvin, she's almost 70 years old. She can put both feet behind her head, spin around in a circle. She's incredibly healthy, vibrant. She knows what she wants. She's dedicated to her daily practices. She shows up two times a day, a day. And she's reaping the benefits of that. She's super clear on what she wants and she's dedicated to her daily practices. She used to tell us, your feelings are important. You should have them. We're not saying ignore your feelings. Your feelings are important. You should have them. But you shouldn't let them run the show. Don't let them run the show. There are better things than that. If you always let your feelings dictate what you do, like Abby, for example, then she wouldn't show up every day and be committed and disciplined in her daily practice. And we are in a time and space where the world is obsessed with emotional safety, you know, words or violence, can't say anything that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like your Instagram post. It makes me angry. So you better take that down. We are obsessed with emotional safety. This is a horrible, vulnerable pit of hell. Why anyone would want to live here, I have no idea. Emotional safety is uh, craving emotional safety. Craving this kind of soft comfort is such a disservice because that's not the world. The world is challenging. The world is all the things. The world is challenging. The world is hard. The world is awful. The world is inspiring. The world is loving. The world is boring. The world is exciting. It's all of the things. And the only thing I can guarantee you is emotional safety and a desire for comfort will not prepare you for life's uncertainty and inevitable twists and turns. It's going to go up and down your whole dang life. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter who's around you. No matter what, your life will be 50% bad and 50% good. That is life. Up and down your whole life. A desire for emotional safety and comfort will not prepare you for the down. We want to be able to build emotional resilience. So instead of desiring emotional safety, we need emotional resilience. Your emotions have been weaponized. The culture war is weaponizing your emotions. This is the biggest lie and propaganda almost that I've ever heard that you should get emotional safety, that you should not be offended, that you should not see things that you don't like on the internet, that everyone should agree with you. This is the biggest load of BS I have ever heard in my life. Life is a challenge. Most people will disagree with you. 
Only half of the people will like you. That is life. We want to be able to be resilient in the face of struggle. We want to be able to handle uncertainty. We want to be able to handle life's inevitable twists and turns. We want to handle criticism. We want to be able to talk to people that don't think the way that we think and not freak out and be reactive. This is how we thrive in this world. And it's not through emotional safety. It's not by staying comfortable. It's in being able to face discomfort and be non-reactive. That is resiliency. So I want you to remember what was done to us by the world. I want you to remember how easy it is to make people bypass critical thought and to act really reactive anytime that their emotions get poked. I want to I want you to remember that. I want you to look at the propaganda and look what was done to people and say, "Oh, I see how that works." I see that as soon as they scared people, I see that as soon as they socially shamed people, made them feel a certain way, they threw all common sense, reason, and critical thinking out the window. I better not do that to myself. Look at what these monsters are doing on a global scale and make sure you never do that to yourself and don't do it to other people. Emotions are fluid. They're an extremely powerful thing, but they shouldn't be the thing that guides your decision-making. You guys might see this account. I don't know what you think, to be honest, but I'm having a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun these days. I'm having fun, cracking jokes, living free, getting what I want, like making memes, laughing at the clown world. The reason that I'm able to do that now, the reason that I'm able to live free is by way of my daily practices and building this kind of emotional resilience. I am way less reactive than I used to be. I do not get stuck in my feelings about the world at all, but it didn't used to always be this way. I used to be really stuck in my feelings. I suffered from depression for almost a decade it was awful. I was there for seven years and I read all the books and I got therapy and I never went into pharmaceuticals. I tried basically everything but to get through that. I was obsessed with changing my external circumstances in order to receive inner peace. And I knew that that probably wasn't going to be the way that I was going to have to do some inner work. I understood that at an intellectual level, but still I couldn't stop the desire to change everything and everyone around me in order for me to be happy on the inside. And that was a process. And there wasn't, to be honest, one thing that got me out of that period of time. There were a lot of things, you know, I leaned into my daily practices. I leaned into mentorship and coaching. I created purposeful work for myself. There was a lot of things that I needed to do. I had to work on my body. I had to change the way I ate. There were so many things that helped. But I'm sharing this story because when you are depressed, you are stuck in your feelings. You're stuck in your feelings. And the more I thought about my feelings, the worse it got. 
the more I tried to change my external circumstances as a way to find inner peace, the worse it got. The more I tried to run away from my feelings also, the, the, you know, trying to numb the pain or drown myself in busyness, I don't want to neglect my feelings. That also kept me stuck. I had to commit to my daily work regardless of my feelings. First, I had to recognize my feelings. I had to understand that just ignoring them and drowning it with like work or drinking or any of the things that that wasn't the answer. I had to see that and feel that and like really be in the ick of it. I had to feel my feelings at first. And there's a time for that, guys. There's a time for grieving. There's a time to be stuck in your feelings, right? Somebody dies, that is a time to be stuck in your feelings. Be there, be in the pain. But eventually, you're going to have to do something regardless of your feelings in order to heal. I had to keep showing up every day for my daily practices, even when it felt like they weren't working. I had to show up every day and meditate. I showed up every day and I prayed. I showed up every day and I moved my body. And then I started getting into coaching and learning about coaching and using some other techniques. But I had to keep showing up and doing this work and dedicating myself to the work and the ritual and the daily practice, regardless of my feelings, even when it didn't work. So at that time, if I had just, oh, well, I still feel bad, I'll just stop. Then I would have stayed stuck. You hear what I'm saying? Like if I didn't push through and be like, okay, well, I still feel bad. I needed to understand intellectually that these things would be good for me. I had to understand intellectually that this was where I needed to go and that this would help if I was consistent. And I had to do it for a really long time, a really long time. I had to try different things and different techniques, but I had to keep moving forward regardless of my feelings. Doing that built emotional resilience Showing up when you don't want to do the work, that is resilience. I had to go through it. And I wish I could tell you guys today, I know exactly what the one thing was that fixed depression. I don't know. I don't know. My daily practices are what sustained me during that period of life. They stopped it from getting any worse. And eventually those were the things that built emotional resilience. I learned a lot of things during that time period as horrible and sad as that period of time was. I learned so many things. Everything that I do today is because of that depression. Because during that time, I dove into all things coaching, I dove into all things spirituality, personal development, I went all in the work that I do now came from that horrible period of time. So even though I didn't feel like showing up and doing the work, I didn't feel like taking care of my body. That was the thing that moved me forward and eventually got me out of it. That experience, that kind of emotional resilience is what has served me in this time and space. If I had a desire to stay where I was or to stay comfortable or just do what I feel like, guys, I'd still be on the couch. I never would have gotten through that. I still would have been on the couch. But knowing that, okay, this thing is hard and I feel a certain way and I'm just going to do what I know is good for me and keep doing it until it works, that has helped me tremendously 
the last three years. So I lost my brick and mortar business due to endless nonsense lockdowns. It would have been really easy for me to just sit my feelings at the bottom of that and thought, poor me, but I'm resilient now. So I rebuilt and I rebuilt an online business before I woke up. I did that and then I woke up and I started speaking my mouth and I lost every single client, every single customer, every single follower on Instagram, like that stuff matters, but like it all went away. Wow. Imagine if I sat at the bottom of that with my feelings, I definitely wouldn't have gotten off the couch. So what did I do? (laughs) Because those are a couple of big smackdowns, right? Losing friends and family, losing my work, losing money. Those are huge things. I leaned into what I knew, even though I didn't feel like it, even though it was scary, even though it was hard, what do I do? I've done this before. Lean into your daily practices. I started meditating every day. I started moving my body every day. I started leaning into coaching and mentorship. Okay, that worked last time. I'm going to do it again. And that, even though I didn't feel like it, that even though it was scary and it didn't feel right, that is what radically changed my life. It changed my business. It helped me rebuild everything all over again. And now I'm on the other side of that struggle, of that resistance, better than ever before. Now I can have lots of fun. Now I can see what's happening in the world around me and feel fearless. Now I can show up online and speak authentically and not be scared about cancel culture or any of these things. Because I'm not after comfort. I'm not after comfort. I'm not after emotional safety. I'm about building emotional resilience, my ability to face uncertainty, to do hard things, to jump in this lake outside of this window every single day that's freezing and stay in there for a few minutes so that I can build emotional resilience. Life is challenging, my friends. Don't pretend that it's anything other than it is. And every time it gets hard, emotions are going to kick up and they're going to try and make you stop. They're going to tell you you can't do it. They're going to tell you it's too scary. They're going to tell you a whole bunch of things. They're going to try and make you stop. But what you might not realize is emotions are also going to kick up when you're doing really well. This is the crazy part. When you're about to win, when you're about to hit the next successful level in your business, when you're about to get that new client, those same emotions are going to kick up and they're going to make you feel uncomfortable and scared, and they're going to tell you sad stories like you can't do it. It's going to come every single time, every single time that you hit hardship and every single time you're about to win, expect it. If you let your feelings run the show, your feelings are going to stop you from getting what you want. It's going to stop you from rising up to face challenge, and it's going to stop you from getting into your next level every single time your feelings lie to you your feelings change with the moon your feelings change with what you ate that day your feelings change with what you saw on social media they change they're fluid so your feelings are good you should have them but do not let them run the show acknowledge them but there's better things that you can lean into so again this desire for emotional safety This is a cage. This is a cage that will keep you trapped. When we talk about personal freedom, 
we talk about the ability to get over and around yourself, to rise above your circumstances. The cages that we put ourselves in are so much greater than any cage the government can put you into. If you know how to master yourself, if you know how to get over and around yourself, you won't be scared of the government. You won't be scared of things that can be done to you because I guarantee you this is the biggest battle you will ever have in your life. It's you. (laughs) It's you. So for everyone that sees freedom as a value, this is something we really need to recognize within ourselves. Where am I letting my feelings stop me from getting what I want? Expect that your feelings are going to kick up a storm every time life gets challenging and every time you're about to go for what you want, every time you're about to win, they're going to kick up. They're going to make you feel bad and uncertain and anxious and all the things. Expect that. This is not a unique human experience. This is not you thinking, oh, that's my intuition telling me not to do this. No, this is your feelings kicking up and scaring you away from getting what you want. Life is challenging. The good stuff and the bad stuff. Okay, all of it is. Becoming most people are scared of becoming successful. Did you know that? Like way more scared of becoming successful than they are of failing. When we fail, like often that's like even easier for people. It's way scarier to level up to become successful because now you got to show up, right? Now it means something about you. That scares people way more than failure ever did. Your emotions are important. You should have them. Do not let them run the show. How do you decipher? How do you tell the difference between your emotions then and your intuition? For me, that switch has everything to do with the present moment. You need some time in silence. You need more white space in your life. Emotions are reactive. Emotions are fluid. Emotions come and go. Anytime you feel bad, anytime you feel dysregulated, anytime you feel scared or anxious or whatever the thing is, I want you to pause. This is a nice hack here. I'm going to give you a little hack. Not everyone loves meditating, right? It's not for, it's not for everybody. It's fine. But we do need time in the present moment and we do need more time in white space. So anytime you feel dysregulated, that's your emotions kicking up. Okay? Your intuition is something way deeper. It's gut, it's visceral, it's intuitive, and it's subtle. Your emotions are quite loud. So anytime you feel your emotions kick up, anytime you feel dysregulated, I want you to pause and do one of three things. This is called like the two minute meditation. So one of three things, notice that you're dysregulated, notice that you don't feel good. One, eyes, take your eyes and take it off what you're doing and Put them on something else. Maybe you're looking out a window. Maybe you're looking at something in your office, wherever you are. Just like take your eyes off of what you're currently doing. Put it on something else, but don't look around. Like find one thing and really look, focus, stare at that thing and just notice the energy of your body and like let it dissipate. Let it calm down. You'll notice if you're dysregulated, your energy is probably big and way out here. Give yourself some time. Let it dissipate. So one, eyes, that's a technique. Two, touch, tactile, get into your body. So if you're feeling dysregulated, take your hands and I want you to 
put them somewhere on your body, put them on your legs, put your hands on your chair and like really pay attention to feeling. So pay attention to like your fingertips and like touch something and just really pay attention to that two minutes, same thing. Let the energy just dissipate or last thing, just breathe, sit there, close your eyes, breathe, slow it down two minutes, get into the present moment. This is something that I do daily sprinkled out throughout my day and it just keeps bringing me like to ground floor. It keeps me rooted. Now from this place, you can listen to your intuition. That's when you start asking your higher self what you should do, what decision you should make. When the energy is out here, when you're vibrating, when you're in your emotions, when you're in your feelings, you're not going to make good decisions, period. So pause anytime you're dysregulated, pause in the present moment, get into your body, get into your breath. And once you've dissipated that energy, once you've settled your nervous system, then you ask yourself, what is the right decision? And then from that place, you can hear your intuition from that place. You can hear God, right? It's like the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. You can't hear God when you're noisy, when you're caught up in your feelings and all the noise. Slow it down. The second thing is daily practices. You don't want to learn how to swim when you're drowning in the ocean. When you're in the moment of crisis or panic, that is not the time to learn something. This is why you want to be committed to the things that are good for you every single day so that when you're in a moment of crisis, when you start getting caught up in your feelings, it's already a go-to practice for you. It's easy to drop into the present moment. It's easy to do something good for yourself instead of slam a bottle of whiskey when you're upset. You want to do your daily practices every day, whether that's body work, meditation, breath work, energy work, somatics, you want to do it every single day so that when the shit hits the fan, you can easily lean into it. That's not the time to learn. If you've never done that stuff before, and then all of a sudden you're in a moment of crisis, good luck. Good luck. That's not going to be the thing that you're going to reach for. I guarantee it. Third, we want to do hard things. Stop desiring comfort. Stop desiring emotional safety. Get into cold water. Have conversations with people with a different political stance than you and don't be mean. You know, be reasonable. Be cool. You don't have to agree with them, but like do that. Practice that. Do things that scare you in your business. Do workouts that are hard for you. Practice leaning into uncomfortable things, things that you don't really feel like. Do those parts of the business that are boring for you, that aren't your favorite, but you know you have to do. Do those things. That's how you build emotional resilience. That's how you get over and around your feelings and really start moving forward. That helps you not be so reactive to this wild clown world. And last but not least, get a mentor. Get a mentor. Get coached. Put yourself in a container listen to podcasts like this, have a little mindset shift, learn from people that are in the work, learn from people that have studied spiritual practices, that have studied coaching techniques, find people that are doing better than you in a certain area of life and ask them what they did. I 
guys, I always have a therapist. I always have a coach. And I'm always in a container of some sort. Learning, growing, always in the work because the work's never done. So we started off this conversation by talking about the weaponization of our emotions, what has been done to us, and a reminder that if you're using your emotions to guide you in this bigger war, you're not going to fare well, right? You're going to be vulnerable. You're going to be susceptible. You're going to be reactive. The exact same thing applies to you with you. If you're using your feelings to guide your decision-making, if you're using your feelings to guide your decisions in business, whether or not you should work out that day, same thing. You're not going to fare well. Your feelings are important. You should have them, but don't let them run the show. Well, guys, I'm going to be uploading this to um, Sensemaking. So if you want to re-listen to this conversation, if you came to the Instagram live, it'll be up on Spotify. Uh, My podcast is called Sensemaking. Uh, Appreciate you guys being here with me on Instagram live. Let me know how you like this format. If you prefer it to just be the podcast or you like being able to hop on here, I'm going to pause the recording here for the podcast and answer some of the questions here on Instagram live. So if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to hop off here and uh, thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you guys next time. Hey guys, I hope you like this week's episode short and sweet. Yes. Emotional resilience over emotional safety all day long. It's not about becoming hardened, friends. It's that we need a strong back, soft front, Brené Brown style. (laughs) We're just really doing ourselves a, a disservice if we're just trying to be comfortable and safe and protect our emotions all the time. Your emotions are important. Have them, feel them, move through them, but don't sit in them. Don't use them as your number one decision making tool. There are better tools that you have in your arsenal. If you desire high level one-on-one support, I work with individuals in long-term coaching containers. I help them with their businesses. I help them with their life. I help them move through feelings like depression and anxiety. The world is wild. And I know that mentorship and coaching has been life saving for me. And I know it can do the same for you. And if one-on-one coaching is out of reach for you, then the sovereign community is the next best thing, guys. There's so much value in what we pack into the sovereign. We have live coaching for your health, for your wealth, and building matrix-free businesses. I offer you practices like breath work, coaching tools. We even have a whole digital studio with practices for your body because, quite frankly, your body is ground zero. If you're not taking care of your body, you're not taking care of your mind. So again, check out the show notes um, if you desire support, community, if you want to build something for yourself in this world and get out of the doom and gloom, now is the time. Again, the Sovereign is going to go up in pricing soon, so get in while you can. Um, Click the link in the description. 
Um, if you got value from this episode, please consider sharing it to our stories, to your stories. It helps us out a lot. I really appreciate the feedback I get from you guys, your messages. Um, you've been so, so kind as I continue down this podcasting journey. So love and appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you have guest suggestions or topic suggestions, I would love to hear from you. My DMs are open at any time. You can find my Instagram at Carla Joy Treadway. I'll see you guys next time.